Hello everybody, welcome back to Mula Madness. I'm your host Blake and today I'm doing Lightning Lazy First Day of Lazy. Thank you for being patient with me. I had some some problems, some troubles. My beagle just died recently and um I was taking time to mourn her passing because I was really close to her. She inspired me, she felt like my daughter in many ways and it was extremely hard to cope with her passing. And even right now, it's hard to cope, but I think I can podcast again without crying, so let's dig right in. So, without further ado, we are going to dive back into Lightning Lacey stories, Tony Cronide, and whatever but you want. Um, I'm planning on doing uh, Lightning Lacey for Day in the Office. Uh, tomorrow, if I can get in tonight, I mean, if I can get in tonight, then I'll do it tonight. If I can't, well, sorry. So, like I was saying, without further ado, we're diving back into Lightning Lacey in about 10, 9, 8, 1. And let's dive in now. Hello everyone, my name is Brian, Brian Dash. I'm going to tell you about the day that would change my life forever. So, as I relay this experience to you, I want you all to keep in mind that you don't have to find a little certain someone on the side of the road to love them. What do I mean? Well, let's dive in. The daily struggles of my life. I remember the small moments of joy. As morning days now. I live every day one day at a time. Most of the days are uneventful. Every here and there something new and exciting will happen. I'll find a dog on the ground. I'll meet an old friend. I'll be chased by a stray dog. But most of those days are uneventful. This world that I live in is horrible. I work at a dead-end job and live on a dead-end street. My parents died when I was still in high school. I was just lucky they left me my this house. Because the job I work at with that salary wouldn't even pay for our apartment building. Not after expenses and utilities. Now, the ways I passed the time by and get rid of my depression is by watching shows that were stress-free. I watch shows mainly under my age limit, like My Little Pony, The Care Bears, 
Scooby-Doo and Arthur. Now, the reason why is because I see that. It's a shred of light in my dark world. A shred of hope in the hopeless world. A shed, a shed of heaven in this world which in my life feels like I'm already in a bad place. But look at that perfect world. All the joint friendship. It's so perfect. So colorful. So carefree. I reach out to touch it. Just be stopped by my computer screen. I walk to work through the same old crap people came in, they got the things and left. No hi, no hello, no nice day. Just here's your bag groceries. Bye. <clears throat> in case you can guess, I worked at a grocery store. Didn't get much customers on the account that there was a brand new one had a lot more stuff in it across the road. The town I live in is kind of like a ghost town. I don't have any friends. The only people at work and stay here are those who can't afford anywhere else. Now, I like looking at this one painting my parents drew. They always say, no matter how bad a place may be, there's always a shred of hope and light somewhere. My favorite one was this rainbow over a valley. That's where my parents used to go. The valley was torn out not too long ago and made into a new parking lot. As if this world needed another one. But it's nice to see what the world was like before my parents died. Before all this happened. Now. I was just walking across the crumbling and decaying streets. That's what I found myself doing more. Day by day, when I'm sad, which I usually always am, I walk. When I'm happy, which I almost never am anymore, I walk. And when I really don't feel like walking, I walk. So I guess, and since walking is like my second life. Now, it was a day like that, I was just walking across the Cumberland King streets and sidewalks, and I saw a small box on the side of the road. It didn't hold any significance, apart from the fact that it was crushed and destroyed amongst the littered streets. So, I said, oh, what the heck, well, let's take a look inside. So I looked inside, and nothing could have prepared me for what I saw. There. There in the box was my favorite character from my favorite TV show, The Screwballs. Lightning Lacey. Hi there. Where did you come from? <clears throat> when she looked up with those big violet eyes, my heart exploded. Twice. How could this be? How could a TV character from a carefully colorful show end up in my terrible world. It was she put here for me to find? It was an accident. Honestly, at this point, I didn't care. But this leaves me with another problem. As if I needed another problem. What should I do? Should I take her home? 
or should I call someone? And who in the world do I even call? The cops? No. I'm probably arrested by expecting that high or something. Oh, uh, hey cops, yeah, I found a girl from a TV show meant for three-year-olds and maybe younger kids or older kids, maybe seven or eight, um, in a box on the side of the road. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that wouldn't go over so well. The government? No, if they didn't, if they didn't get arrested for doing that and they found her, they'd probably take her into some lab and experiment on. That's not kind of a life for a little girl, not full, two or three. I'm guessing two. Now, when I asked her, Hi there, where'd you come from? She didn't answer or anything at first. As a was stated, she was only two at the most and probably not ready to talk yet. So, I did the only thing I could do. So, I said, Come on, Lacey. Come home with me. I took her home. Now, I wasn't going to spend the whole night watching after her in the streets. After nightfall, these streets aren't the best places. We live on the north side, and at night, the streets are littered. Not with, just with garbage, but the most disgusting women. I love that perverts the world has ever seen. I didn't have a bed for her, and I wasn't about to let her sleep in my bed with me at that time frame. So, I got my old bed mold mattress, and I laid it beside the bed. She looked cold. The bed was really big for her, and she was about the size of a well, not drawer size at the most. As weird as that sounds. So, I went to my old dresser, it was a wardrobe like. I thought it was a way for her to have her own room. And since, uh, with me still being close by, if she ever needed me. So, I put her in a wardrobe. I laughed thinking of the old book, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, and thinking of Lacey was like Edmund or Lucy going to the wardrobe just to go to some magical land. Just to find out the last play even more worse than the predicament you're already in. And she has to fight her way out against some evil witch. But, oh well. And why should I care? She's not my daughter. I didn't raise her. I didn't have a wife that made her. But nonetheless, I decided to care, take care of her for a little bit. Now, as a few days went by, she began to talk more often. But you can see that in the first episode. I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to tell you another short story. It kind of goes along with this one. It's my first day with her. I just woke up. And I found that the box was still there. So it wasn't a dream. 
So at least I wasn't going insane. Or was I? All those in the drawer beside me, if I blankets and mattress and stuffing and stuff that you would use, like memory foam. And I'm like, alright, um, I definitely did make a makeshift bed out of the wardrobe. So, um, I decided to look for her. She was up in my bag, and I didn't want her to go around messing anything up. So I thought the best thing to do was just go looking for her, see if I can at least entertain her or explain what happened to her. After all, I was a stranger. I'd freak out if some random person with a species I never met that lives in a horrible world just took me in. I'm not even sure what I would do. So. I did the only thing that I probably could have done that time frame. I would see what I could have done. Or now she was running around, looking around. As I got closer, I realized the first thing I had to do was give her a bath. She smelled horrible. To put it bluntly, without any care or emotion, she smelled like a wet dog. So I picked her up and carried her to the bathroom. Come on, in you go. Weird cartoon character from another TV show. I mumbled, she didn't hear me. And that's when I heard her say the, her first words. Don't. She kicked me. And ran. She ran. I chased her. She was knocking over lamps and stuff. Great. Just something else I need to pay for. I thought. Then she saw a picture in the living room with my mom, dad, and me when I was a baby. She stopped and just stared at the picture. I slowed down. Her mouth fell open. Her eyes bowled up with tears. Huh. Huh. Who is th 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 this? I said, um, well, it's a picture of my mommy and daddy. Almost threw up. And they count that I never ever referred to my parents as mommy and daddy. That's when she said something that shocked me. Daddy. She said. That's right. That's a picture of my mommy and daddy. She looked at me and smiled and said, Daddy. What? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, I'm not your, I'm not your, I'm not your. She hugged me and said, Daddy. 
I know your daddy. My name is Brian. Brian Legore. Daddy Dash, she said. Oh, why didn't want to see Dash was her name? Brian Dash. My name is Brian Dash. Now, even though my driver's license said Brian Legore, and I was going to change my name to Dash, I might as well go in and legally change my name. My dad's name was Stephen Legore. My mother was Mary Legore. Even though her real name was McCrane. So, her original name was Mary McCrane. She wrote Dad, she changed it to Mary Legore. Now, I always told my dad that after, after I moved out and got married, I would keep the Legore family going. Looks like I broke that promise. I mean, I'm changing my name to Brian now. Well, not Brian, but changing it to Dash. So if I have any more children, it would legally be a Dash instead of a four. Oh man. Nonetheless, it's okay. I didn't see myself getting married anytime soon. Man. I'm a grown man who watches children's cartoons. So the certain fact that I'm not ready to face reality? I don't know. Nonetheless, I made her happy. And as the days went on, she started calling Daddy more. But I digress. Continuing down the storyline. I was finally close enough, and she was finally trust, trusting me enough where I could finally give her a bath before the stench of her body just overwhelmed me. So, I picked her up and turned on the water in the sink, and I was slowly, slowly lowering her into the water, but there was one problem. I didn't check how cold or how warm the water was. So as I lowered her, she began to kick and say, Daddy, no! And she, I started pulling her feet in the water and she screamed with a blood curling shriek followed by bitter and loud crying. I took her out of the water, about to ask her what was wrong, until I saw the steam rise from her. She cried. And I did what any person would do. I tried to turn her. I turned the water down a little bit. Or off for a minute. I told her I'll make her warmer. Oh. Colder, 
but not too cold. She nodded her head in green and I turned the water on. She tried to drink it from a faucet like I used to when I was a kid. The only bad part about it was I didn't have time to warn her that she needed to wait for the water to cool down. So, when her tongue touched the water, it burned. If she wasn't crying hard before, she sure as heck was now. I mean, it sounded like the devil was being kicked in the face. That's how loud it was. So I ran to the fridge, pulled out a water bottle. I gave it to her and pushed it up against her lips and her tongue. She licked the cold residue off the bottle and seemed to calm her down. I told her, You see, you gotta wait for water to cool down, alright? She nodded and kept the bottle there for a little while longer. After the initial pain went away, and after I found out I didn't just accidentally extremely injure her severely, I decided it was time for her bath. This time, I checked the water, and it was perfect. I laid there and then began to wash her. I ran the soap down her back, in her hair, on her belly, and on her arms and legs. I tried to wash her chest and at a spot, but she said no, that she was perfectly capable of doing it herself. So I let her. She had trouble holding the soap. After I showed her how and told her how, she tended to get the message. And she washed those places herself. Thank goodness. After I took out the bath, she almost shook to get the water off. That's right, I thought she didn't know how to dry off. In the TV show, she would get the water and just spin in a circle real fast. Her hair would be dry, her body would be dry, and there's no need for anything else. So, I dried her off. Well, this leads to another fact. What should she wear? Her clothes she was wearing yesterday was horrible. All yucky, muddy, and messy. So, I did something that made me seem a little weird. Considering everyone knew I didn't have a daughter, I went over to the closest Congo and they sold little doggy outfits. So I did what I thought was right. I bought one. When asked why that I don't have a dog, I said, my daughter. All right, Brian, that doesn't seem bad at all. Why do you need this? Oh, I'm buying it so my daughter has clothes to wear, even though this is meant for a dog. Yeah. Wow, father your material right there. To save an extra penny, he's buying his daughter clothes that's meant for a canine. Now, they didn't say anything, but I knew what they were thinking. But they didn't. I didn't care. So, I got what I needed and proceeded to walk away. That way, 
At least you will at least have some sort of clothing articles to wear. And afterwards, she said she liked it. I got one with little butterflies on it. I thought she'd like it, which she inevitably did. She looked at me with a smile and said, Thank you, Daddy. I'm not Daddy, I'm Brian. Daddy. No. Brian. Say Brian. Brian. Good job. Thank you, Daddy. Well, she's never did this right. I might as well just roll with it. So I'm just probably not going to be here for that long anyway. Little did I know that even though at the beginning I was wishing she would go somewhere else, not because I didn't love her or like her in a sense, because I wasn't, felt like I was prepared. I didn't want to be a daddy. I couldn't take care of myself, let alone a child. But nonetheless, good or bad, I'm all she's got. I just rolled with it. Little did I know that I could roll with it as long and as much as I wanted. It doesn't really make much difference. She wasn't done calling me daddy. And she wouldn't be done. For a long time. Thank you for listening to this episode, everyone. I hope you liked the two-parter of Lightning Lacey and First Day with Lacey. Those are both very short stories. Or, okay, not very, but they're short and they're stories. Yeah, thank you for watching this video. If you liked it, please punch the button in the face like a boss. And also for all of you that watch my videos, um, that have consoled me and um, was saying sorry for your loss. Thank you all. I don't know if you give you my name, but. I'm not sure all I know is Landon, and he said, he, can, he said, sorry for the loss, so shout out to Landon, and if anyone else that watches my videos, um, said, uh, thank, um, sorry for the loss, thank you, you all, Ty, for, uh, viewer of the month, that meant a lot, you know grateful to have fans like you here to console and for me to entertain. So thank you for watching this video. If you liked it, please punch a little button in the face like a boss, as always. 
High fives all around. Thank you so, so much for watching this video. I'll see you all next time. In the next video. And as always, please remember to look into the shadows. Because this world, it's a strange one. Thank you, everyone. And good night. And if you want to see more videos from me, you don't have to wait too long. Because I'm a workaholic with a fiction addiction. Thank you, and good night.